Hello, everyone. This is Chaplain Tricia, and I'm glad to be bringing you worship for the third Sunday of Advent. That means that our Christmas celebration is getting even closer. And so um, we still have, though, two weeks to make sure that we are prepared um, to welcome again the joy of Christmas and also be um, expectantly waiting for our King's return. And so that our hearts may be fully open, we use the words for confession and forgiveness on page two. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who alone does wonders, who lifts up the lowly, who fills the hungry with good things. Amen. Let us confess our sin, trusting in the tender mercy of our God. We pause for a moment of silent reflection. <clears throat> God, for whom we wait, in the presence of one another, we confess our sin before you. We fail in believing that your good news is for us. We falter in our call to tend your creation. We find our sense of self in material wealth. We fear those different from ourselves. We forget that we are your children and turn away from your love. Forgive us, blessed one, and assure us again of your saving grace. Amen. God in Christ Jesus has looked with favor upon you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, your sins are forgiven. You are children of the Most High, inheritors of the eternal promise, and recipients of divine mercy. God strengthens you anew to follow the way of peace. Amen. And um, knowing that we follow the way of peace means that we follow um, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and King. And we celebrate that in our first hymn today, Rejoice, the Lord is King. Rejoice, the Lord is King, your Lord and King adore. Rejoice, give thanks and sing, and triumph evermore. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice. Our Savior Jesus reigns, the God of truth and love. When he had purged our stains, he took his seat above. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice. His kingdom cannot fail. He rules o'er earth and heaven. The keys of death and hell are 
to our Jesus given. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say rejoice. He sits at God's right hand till all his foes submit and bow to his command and fall beneath his feet. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice. We continue with the Advent Dialogue on page four. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Go through the gates, build up the highway. Clear it out of stones. Remove any obstacles. Prepare the way of the Lord. Come, let us journey to the Bethlehem manger. Hear of God's promises. Witness God's faithfulness. Sing with Mary. Rejoice with Elizabeth. Prepare our hearts for Christ's coming. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together. Stir up the wills of your faithful people, Lord God, and open our ears to the preaching of John, that rejoicing in your salvation, we may bring forth the fruits of repentance through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. During Advent, we've been hearing the voices of the prophets. um, And today, we hear from the prophet Zephaniah, telling again of the one who is coming. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exalt with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. As on a day of festival, I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time. And I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home at the time when I gather you. For I will make you renowned and praised among all the people of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. 
And now we sing uh, the hymn, the Advent candles um, for the third candle in Advent. The Advent candle shines with joy and strength to make all darkness flee. Like joyful shepherds, we will share the good news of the Prince of Peace. Let us pray. We praise you, O God, for this victory wreath that marks our days of preparation for Christ's advent. As we light the candles on this wreath, strengthen our hearts as we await the Lord's coming in glory. Enlighten us with your grace that we may serve our neighbors in need. Grant this through Christ our Lord, whose coming is certain and whose day draws near. Amen. Our reading comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, um, telling them that um, there is always a reason to rejoice because our Lord is with us. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. And the crowds asked, What then should we do? In reply, John said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked John, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Gospel of our Lord. 
Praise to you, O Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. There once was a boy who lived in a village. He was an ordinary boy whose job it was to look after the flock of sheep who grazed on the hillside outside of the village. The hours were long, the location was lonely, and the sheep smelled. The boy soon found the job to be boring, and he began to wonder if the people of the village really appreciated what he did. So he decided to test the people of the sleepy village. Wolf, he shouted. There's a wolf attacking the sheep. The townspeople came running, ready to defend their precious flock from the snarling teeth of a vicious wolf. When they arrived, they found the sheep quietly chewing on grass, undisturbed. The boy hid behind a rock, smirking. The next week, the boy decided he would test the people of the village again. Wolf, he screamed, there's a wolf attacking the sheep. Up the hill came the townspeople, worried and concerned. As they got to the top of the hill out of breath, they saw the sheep, some lying in the afternoon sun, some chomping on meadow flowers. The boy grinned from his hiding place behind a tree. Three days later, early in the morning, the people heard the cry again. Wolf, there's a wolf attacking the sheep. Out of their homes, the villagers ran, still in nightgowns and robes. Out they ran to the sheep. The sheep were stretching and waking up peacefully. The boy laughed to himself as he hid in the nearby bushes. As the people went back to their homes, they agreed the boy had made a fool of them and they were not going to run up the hill again. The next day, the boy's cries of wolf, there's a wolf attacking the sheep, were heard, but no one came running. Wolf, wolf, the boy cried frantically. Still no one came. And the wolf scattered the flock and left the boy alone on the hillside. The boy who cried wolf is a standard children's story that parents and teachers share to convince children that truth-telling is a good thing to do, the right thing to do, if we want people to believe what we say to them. So what do we do with a long-haired, scruffy, bearded, sandal-wearing man who eats locusts and walks around saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. We've been hearing him and lots of other voices for the last 20 centuries that keep talking of God's kingdom coming and the need to turn our souls around, and yet the kingdom of God, by the world's standards, doesn't seem to be anywhere near us. Is it another case of crying wolf? John the Baptist is not crying wolf. He had no reason to say what he did except through the inspiration of God that put the truth in John the Baptist's heart and mouth and ministry. God's kingdom is not just near. It is in the midst of us, for we know Emmanuel, God with us. 
We live on this side of Christmas. We know what happened to the baby born in Bethlehem. We know why he was born. We know why he died for us. We are no longer people who sit idly by awaiting the Lord's coming. God's kingdom is already and not yet. We know God's rule is already present in our lives. It started the day in the waters of baptism when the fire of the Holy Spirit was poured into our hearts, a flame that continues to burn within us each day, always refining us, forging us more and more each day into God's people, revealing to us the power of God's word made flesh. Even in the moments we doubt, even in the moments we may not feel that God is near, the glow of the Holy Spirit is present, like smoldering embers ready to burst into flames, promising to transform us anew. So God's kingdom is very near, inside our hearts and our brains and our souls. In the midst of our living and dying, leavings and comings, joys and sorrows, revelations and puzzlements. And God's kingdom has yet to come. That time when Jesus will come again to raise us up to the new life promised to us. It is a precious gift bought and paid for with the very blood of God's only son. A gift that is a privilege. A gift so priceless the largest credit line in the world couldn't buy it. We are called to prepare for our Lord's coming by living lives of preparation. Part of that preparation is making sure our hearts are focused on our Lord. Each day we work on reorienting ourselves, of turning back from the ways of the world to live in the way of our Lord. Living in the way of our Lord is living in love, the love we are first given by the God who takes us and calls us a beloved child. And this love is so incredible, so miraculous, so extravagant, that it's too good to keep to ourselves. Because we are not an only child of God, given all we want. We have thousands upon thousands of brothers and sisters in Christ, with whom we can share our hopes and fears and laughter and tears. And there are thousands and thousands of fellow human beings who don't know about Christ, who need us to share our lives with them so they too may see the one sent from above and know his love. Living in the way of our Lord is living lives of sharing, as John tells the crowd. And it's not just about sharing our possessions, but sharing our lives, expressing our hearts to others, blossoming and bearing the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, faith, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. The prayer of St. Francis is a prayer that speaks to how we can turn our lives to living lives of love and light as we are God's kingdom here and now, and as we wait for the day, it will be made whole. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. 
Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Our hymn of the day um, today is is another hymn of rejoicing um, that our Savior who is promised comes to us every day. It is the hymn Hark the Glad Sound on page 9. Hark the glad sound, the Savior comes the Savior promised long. Let every heart prepare a throne and every voice a song. He comes the prisoners to release in Satan's bondage held. The gates of brass before him burst, the iron fetters yield. He comes the broken heart to bind, the bleeding soul to cure. And with the treasures of his grace, to enrich the humble poor. Our glad hosannas, Prince of Peace, your welcome shall proclaim. And hands eternal arches ring with your beloved name. Let us join our hearts together in the prayers of the people. In this season of watching and waiting, let us pray for all people and places that yearn for God's presence. Creating God, your spirit brought forth the earth and all that is in it. Breathe life into us that we are inspired to live in harmony with one another and the planet. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Shepherding God, you lead your people in paths of righteousness. Raise up prophets in our own day who warn against captivity to greed and point us to the freedom found in generosity. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Nurturing God, you come near in times of worry and need. Cradle us in your arms, that we trust you and are not afraid. Attend to any who are hungry, 
imprisoned, or ill this day. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We give you thanks for your servants who showed us your goodness and grace. By the power of your Spirit, keep us steadfast in faith until we make our home with you. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers and those of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <coughs> Excuse me. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus for whom we wait. Amen. And indeed, we continue to wait um, these last few weeks for the celebration of Christmas again. And we wait each day with joy um, for the day that we will see our Lord face to face. And that indeed is a reason that we can always rejoice. And so we sing of that in our last hymn on the back page of the bulletin. Rejoice, rejoice, believers. We will sing verses 1, 3, and 4. Rejoice, rejoice, believers, and let your lights appear. The evening is advancing, and darker night is near. The bridegroom is arising, and soon is drawing nigh. Up, pray, and watch, and wrestle, at midnight comes the cry. The saints who hear in patience their cross and sufferings bore, shall live and reign forever when sorrow is no more around the throne of glory the lamb they shall behold in triumph cast before him their diadems of gold our hope and expectation, O Jesus, now appear. Arise, O Son, so longed for, or this benighted sphere. With hearts and hands uplifted, 
did we plead, O Lord, to see the day of our redemption that sets your people free? Go in peace, prepare the way of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me um, for worship for this third Sunday in Advent. I wish you a pleasant rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.